This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. I'm very excited about how my hair looks great. You know what else makes your hair look great, Jess? Washing it. (laughs) The um, Warrior Strong Wellness Collagen Peptides and Bone Broth. I've noticed a huge difference with just the health of my hair. I just have naturally thin hair. So Collagen's so good for hair, nails, skin. Check out warriorstrongwellness.com for their collagen peptides and bone broth or their multi-collagen protein powder. If you use the Chasing Brighter code, all one word, Chasing Brighter, you can get 10% off of your purchase. We recently had Angel Uribe on our podcast and we enjoyed her so much that we have created a second episode where we dive more into her program, Mindful Drinking for Balanced Living. Enjoy. And um, you work predominantly with women, correct? I do. Um, Stages of Change Center is, um, you know, we, we serve both men and women, Um with a variety of intervention services, but, um, for the, the mindful drinking, um, for balanced living, that is a program that is, is geared towards, um, professional women who, whose lives on the outside seem really to be going very well. It's more of they're, they're looking to talk to me because they're debating silently about that relationship with alcohol, Mm -hmm. but not having a place where they feel safe enough to explore it without feeling like someone's going to tell them, oh, well, you know, if you're concerned, then that's, that means you have to quit. Because oftentimes when you just start to practice mindfulness and you start to be more aware of, of uh, the motivations and the patterns that you have around your relationship, then with the right kind of support, you can start to reshape that, right? And start working on um, making sure that your reality is such that you don't feel compelled to escape that reality. So you can use alcohol in moderation. You can keep it on the fringes of life the way that most of us would describe it, even if it's not if it's not how we're actually using it, right? Um, so yes, yeah, so that it, it is geared more towards women. Um, I certainly would never, you know, not work with a male if they were wanting to explore their relationship as well. Um, but what I find is for my female clients, um, it's just that there's not really a time and a space for them that they can just come and explore uh, what it looks like. And even just to get some extra support on, okay, so if I'm not going to drink then to relieve my stress, then what am I going to do to relieve my stress? Right. And so you're wanting to explore how do we build in um, new strategies for dealing with life stressors that allow that relationship dynamic with alcohol to, to move back into a place where you feel more empowered. What do you think about um, the practice of doing like a dry January? What are some of the pros and cons that you even tell your clients about in considering that? Right. So I have a little bit of a, of a different um, thought about dry Januaries and sober Octobers and all of that. Um, You know, I would like for my clients to get into a pattern around their use that doesn't require them to take breaks just to prove that they can. Mm. Because that in and of itself tells me that they're concerned. Because people who have a healthy relationship with alcohol are never considering for themselves that they need to take a break from it. 
And what that means is not necessarily that they might not naturally just to have breaks in their youth, but it's not something that they're fixated on. They're not, they're not really having to think about it because they feel like, sure, I can have a drink on a Friday night and I, it may be two or three weeks before I have another, you know, they just, and they don't have a cognizance, not sitting at the front of their mind because it's not something that needs their attention. So the idea of most of my clients, when they start talking to me about dry Januaries, it's usually around the idea of, well, I had a really tough, you know, December. I did a lot of going out, a lot of holiday parties. So I think I should, right? And when I hear should, I know that that's coming, not from a place of just general wellness. It's, I want to make sure that, that I can do this and it's okay. So what I encourage my, cause, cause a lot of times people say, well, isn't that inconsistent because your moderation management program would have them to take a break while they're going through your program. And I say, yes, that's true. But the, but the reality of it is, is that you're, you're taking an intentional break so that you can work on some of these other things and make sure that you've got that balance, you've got that peace of mind, you've got those strategies for creating a reality that doesn't need to be escaped so that alcohol, if and when you decide to reintroduce it, you can reintroduce it with that intentional approach as well. Most of the time, people do dry Januarys or sober Octobers in reaction to a pattern that was not healthy right? So then what you start doing is living between the extremes. And what happens is over time, the space in between those extremes gets more difficult to occupy. And it starts to set up a pendulum type of relationship with alcohol instead of one that is consistently operating from a place of mindfulness and a place of intentional decision around how we're using it, when we're using it and how we're going to balance keeping committed to and honoring the things that we say matter with having a drink on occasion or having a couple of drinks on occasion. Hmm. So tell us about, so regarding your, the program and, and clients who are coming to you or um, anyone who's interested in, in working with you. So is it nationwide? Anybody can reach out to you? Absolutely. And yeah. what, what can they kind of expect about the program? What are some things that they want to consider in joining it? And what have you seen in terms of like some great benefits or um, for your clients? Oh, that's an awesome question. So my program is a six week program. Um, and I do some, some individual work with people. I also do uh, have a, a, program a course that they would go through that would um, challenge them to explore different questions around their relationship with alcohol, but not just with alcohol, because this is about balance. Um, and the more our life feels like it's imbalanced, the easier it is to make prudent decisions around our relationship with alcohol. So we explore kind of all areas of life and just do the work to, you know, make the little changes where they need to, to ensure that when and 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 when it's time to have a drink or when you decide that that's something you're ready for that you're coming already from a place of calm and you're coming from a place of balance so you're not um raising raising the risk of actually um misusing or abusing it when you do choose it right 
Um, so my clients will go through uh, sort of a series uh, based around the word change. So I have it's a six step program. So we run it over six weeks. And then there's some live Zoom meetings that we do um, where I can answer questions and help people um, if they're having any challenges. And the idea is I provide that structure, support, and accountability for that first six weeks to help people, you know, basically take a break, kind of do some inner work, get themselves really feeling centered. And um, and then when they decide to go back to drinking, they've got a good plan in place. They've got some strategies for dealing with those trigger situations and they have the support that they need. So if something you know doesn't work right or it doesn't go the way that they planned, there's no judgment. That's not something that we take and we get we you know say, oh geez, this is an indication that you can't handle it. What I do in that situation is I come back and say, okay, this plan wasn't a good fit for you. So we need to amend the plan because so often that's the issue. Um, change is something that's inherently natural in us. You know, we used to say death and taxes was the only thing guaranteed. I say that that's not true. Change is absolutely guaranteed too. We're in a constant and perpetual state of change from birth until the end, right? Yes. But we find it so difficult and it's not because it's not a naturally occurring process for us. It's because we don't understand how to pro- proceed through the change process. And so that's what I really work with my clients on. Um, and then what I also tell my clients is I'm always here then. You know, this is a lifetime journey. Um, whether you choose after participating in my program to go forward with moderation management, and honestly, some of my clients decide intentional abstinence is the absolute best course for them. And about 30%, I would say, actually, once they've gone through the process of working through those beliefs, attitudes, and patterns and motivations, will say, you know what, Angel, I think I just would like to intentionally abstain at this point in my life. And I, I said, that's wonderful. What, you know, this is about you feeling good at the end of the day and feeling at peace with the decisions you're making. And that alcohol isn't creating situations where you're regretful or feeling guilty or, you know, questioning or silently debating anymore. It's about reaching a place where however you choose to proceed feels good and right to you. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't beg you to um, put other things at risk in order to, to have it in your life. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And during and those so, weeks, is it like uh, daily? Is it once a week? Is it like a workbook or kind of how does that work logistically? That's a great question. So each week there is a video that they'll watch around the, the topic of the week. So just for instance, um, in my six steps, the first one is um, see, you know, clarify the problem. So the first week we're just looking at Let's clarify what's actually happening here, right? Let's let's explore with some questions. And then I, I have a video for the person to kind of, you know, talk through and think or, you know, listen to some of my my um, ideas about how you begin to explore and clarify for yourself what is really going on with you. There's a uh, workbook that they'll be working through as they go through. And then each week, there'll be an opportunity to jump onto a live Zoom meeting um, where they can talk about 
for the week. Hey, this is what I found when I was answering the questions or Jesus is something that came up for me. You know, what do you think? Um, it's always private because they, they, I can see every, you know, buddy's communication. They can sign on and just listen, or they can sign on and be more active in, in the chat participation. Um, they can always, you know, message me uh, ahead of time and I can work in certain questions or if they're having certain challenges. Privacy is super important in these situations. And so I'm very careful to make sure that nobody is, um, you know, having to jeopardize privacy um, in order to get the support that they need. And so it all happens online and they will have an opportunity to um, do some, some individual work um you know get some lessons from the videos and then participate uh, or and just actively listen to uh, a weekly live call with me and that's in addition to the the community that they would have an option of joining as well because one of the goals that i have down the road is to create that post program community right because once you've gone through a program and everybody is sort of on the same, you know, wavelength in terms of like having done the work and explored their relationship with alcohol and sort of on that journey uh, of wellness, there's so much benefit to community support, right? Um, I would never dream of just tossing people into a community before they've gone through it. Because one of the things that I think is really important in the continuum of care is making sure that everybody has the tools and resources that they need and the kind of support that they're getting is that peer support that's encouraging and supportive, not therapeutic, right? Like you you don't want other people in the group trying to help other people figure out what their relationship dynamics are. That's something that they would work with me on and you know develop their own plan and work their own plan and then move into a maintenance space where they can you know enjoy some additional support from other people that they are like hey you've gone through this and what have you found and how did you use this tool or you know what as you've gone through now you're a year in is there anything you're seeing that's different that works better or you know did something stop working for you because we're always changing and so the idea of ongoing support is a really crucial one. It, it, and, and, and we know that. I mean, the research tells us that, right, is that um, when you are wanting to make changes around behaviors, um, making changes is not hard at all. It's sustaining change that's difficult. And so what I try to give my clients on the front end is all those tips, tools, and strategies and support and accountability and structure, and then help maintain that for them as they go through their journey and they you know continue exploring and learning about themselves and um and understanding better what it looks like to be practicing self-care not just um in their their you know fitness or their nutrition but chemical health is a absolutely important aspect of that because mm -hmm. well as you know right if that part of your health is not being um, adequately managed, you can do all the healthy eating you want and all the exercising you want, and you're not going to see any meaningful results from that because of how profound the implications of chemical health are on us and the choices we make. Them. Absolutely. And do you find yourself, I'm sure you do, right? Like kind of 
repeating yourself and saying so many of the same things over and over. And so what tips do you have for our listeners who would like to improve their relationship with alcohol? Mm -hmm. That's such a great question. The first thing that I tell my clients is you have got to you've got to just look at this from the position of being curious. Um, So often there is fear of judgment and that keeps people from having conversations and it keeps people from um, even being able to really explore what it is that, um, that, that they need to look at. A lot of times I find that when I start talking to people, it's not as bad as what they're, what in their mind they've, they've concluded. And even just having someone say, hey, give yourself a little grace, right? And and start thinking about being fascinated or curious about what it would look like. Um, that's one of the first things I tell people because until you can like remove that block, it's really hard to explore. If you're exploring from a position of fear, you're not going anywhere. But if you are looking at it through the lens of curiosity and fascination, now we have now we've got something that our minds are like yeah let's let's ask those questions right so like you kelly having that conversation with your friend i mean if if he was willing to hear it because he he perceived that there was no judgment there in that conversation and he was able to receive that with curiosity that's an amazing starting point right because that that is sort of what our minds look to. It's it's that expansive view of something rather than that restrictive, fearful-based approach. So I would say that would be number one. Um, number two, I, I am going to be doing a challenge um, in uh, later May. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it's called the five-day Drink Less Express Challenge. And what I do in that is I come in every day to my Facebook group um, with uh, tips, tools, strategies, approaches to take, um, you know, like one of my favorites is delay, don't deny, right? So when you're working to change your relationship with alcohol, we are not in the business of trying to deny ourselves. We're going to look at where can I delay having that first strength or where can I, you know, in my day, can I, can I take one off the back end or can I, you know, push it out another hour on the front end? It's about starting to shift those attachments to certain times, days and ways in which we drink. Right. So it's stuff like that. I come in every day with a non-alcoholic beverage uh, idea that I, that I talk about. I have a mindful moment where I, um, you know, talk about, you know, how we stay, you know, present in our process. Um, and then a curious question that I have um, up every day for people to, ex- you know, explore and think about their relationship a little bit more. And in fact, one of them is what's your limit? Um, it is a question that I find is the most difficult one for people to answer. And so I go in and talk about why is that, that it happens and what can we do um, to get really clear about that? Because that clarity is where you start to begin uh, experiencing that power and reclaiming the power in your relationship with alcohol. So, um, so I would say get a, you know get in. There's so many places that you can do that. I'd love to have everybody join me. At, you know, at the end of May for mine, and really, um, uh, you can get started immediately. And if you if you get through those first five days and you think, 
well, this is going really well. I need some additional support. I want to keep going. I will be there to provide you with some options to continue that journey with me if that's what you want to do, or even just to be able to continue their journey um, individually if that's if that is working for them. So mm -hmm. for me, it's just about um, bringing people in, having a conversation, inviting people to to start thinking about their chemical health the way that they do um all other aspects of health mm -hmm. and uh and then putting all of those things together to achieve you know optimal health and wellness right that's the that's the ultimate yes thing. yes Absolutely. living our best lives living your best life yes i yes i will ha i have a facebook page and i'd be happy to share that with you guys um so that uh you can let everybody know and if that yeah. is yeah they just make a, a request and We'll let them in and I will be starting early and putting different posts in um, with just some tips, tools. I also have, um, you know, mindful moderation with Angel on Instagram where I go on and give tips and tools and strategies um, often as often as I can. Um, and uh, and just to kind of help people keep this front of mind and to stay, um, you know, kind of intentional about the journey. And uh, and I, I get a lot of feedback from people that say, you know, these tips could be used in a lot of different areas of life. Absolutely. And I say, that's right, because that's the, the reality of it is, like I said earlier, is alcohol is often not the problem. It's understanding what our motivations and patterns are about and then being intentional about tweaking them so that they can fit and, and bring about the kind of peace we're seeking. Absolutely. And um, I, I I think for tips for healthy living, right? Just tips for, for mindful, healthy living. Um, absolutely. And then your Facebook is um, Angel Uribe Alcohol Moderation Coach. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have that in the show notes. And I think that's really exciting. I mean, I know I've shared... Um, I have in the past been caught up in dieting and that's what it reminds me of, right? Like... Like when you're talking about dry January, I have never heard of sober October. I think that's a cute name <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> um, of like, you know, when you're like diet starts Monday. And so then I think that gives everybody permission to have a fat Tuesday or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, well, let me binge all of September and all of December because I'm just going to totally stop. And it's just like, you're talking about so much about mindfulness and moderation. And so that doesn't allow us, um, that doesn't allow a middle ground, right? There's so much, there are extremes and how can we, um, have moderation, everything in our life, right. And, and, and working, um, and eating and drinking all of those things. So I love that so much. Yes, that is, that is the ultimate goal is just to, to help people really start to think about it like that and, and really let go of some of those old beliefs that mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, something that you want to shy away from, from talking about. And, um, and so that just lights me up. That's where my passion is, is because I, I see the benefits. And, you know, I, I think I forgot to answer this earlier. You know, Kelly, you had asked, what are some of the benefits that your clients see? Mm -hmm. And with my clients, I've seen them decrease the frequency and amount of how much they're drinking by up to 40%, wow. which is amazing when you mm -hmm. think about it, because every one less drink or one less day is giving you an opportunity, right, to balance that that 
that health and wellness goal. And so my clients start to see that they can moderate their use and they can still enjoy it occasionally when the situation or the circumstance presents, but they don't feel any of the ill effects, the, the regret, the um, the exhaustion, you know, the, the the silent debating and all of those things. And so what they start to feel again is that energy coming back and the confidence and the ease from knowing that they're in full control of when, where, and how much they have to drink. And that can just bring about such um, relief for people mm-hmm. that, you know, it inspires them to even explore what other things can I do, right, that will allow me to achieve that or feel that feeling, um, even in, you know, in more ways than, than just around my chemical health. So, um, it's like a total health kind of approach, right? That's awesome. Yeah. I bet it can be very empowering, right? And you get that sense of accomplishment. Yes. Yes. That's one of the things that my clients will often say to me is I just feel empowered again, um, to, to, to make those decisions and not be, sort of ransomed to, okay, now I've had the third drink and, you know, party angel is on scene and we'll, we'll have to take this up again tomorrow or something, right? It's about knowing um, that you have that, um, this is the word is the good boundaries, um, the self-discipline to be able to choose with intention um, and, and not to feel like you're having to choose either or but figuring out what the balance of and both looks like in a way that honors um, your needs uh, and your wants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. That's so good. I know we could talk forever because this is so fascinating. Yes. Well, I thank you guys so much for giving me an opportunity to be here today. It's it's been um, just amazing. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.